This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to episode 9, our first return to season 4, and it's the middle of season 4, and to quote Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it is a silly place. Um, along with me to take a look at all this silliness, as usual, Ian Marchant. Hello, Eric. You ready for this? Well, I feel I should be perhaps quoting Avon's speech to Blake at the end of the, the uh, season four in the Blake episode where he says, have you betrayed us? Have you betrayed me by choosing this episode that I had I'm, to sit and watch? I am sorry. I am sorry. I mean, I mean, the first, you know, eight episodes that we've done, uh, apart from, you know, meandering into the yeah. duffer uh, elements of the mutoids they've been quite strong episodes and I, I was saying to you uh off air last week if we have all the best ones right at the beginning we've got all the duff ones at the end so um true, true. yeah it, it, it's got to be like sort of like a pick and mix sort of thing i think well you need you need the occasional complete and utter duffer to palate cleanse mm. the good stuff and i think this this week's is the equivalent of a a plain vanilla sorbet <laughs> it's it's fairly tasteless, and you forget it immediately after having it. Well, let's look at the culprit of, of this tastelessness. Yes. Um, it's by a guy by the name of Rod Beecham, okay, who... Yeah. This is the only thing he ever wrote for Blake Seven, and Thank you can God. see why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and looking into his backstory, he was an actor as well as a writer, and he had actually appeared in Doctor Who, Okay. Oh, who did yeah. he play in, in one of your favourites? Actually, actually, putting you on the spot here, Ian. If I tell you his um, um, character's name, let's see Ooh. how big a Who Go fan on. you are. He he was a member of Unit, right? Yep. That narrows it down <laughs> to a degree. And his name was Corporal Lane. Do you remember when there was a Corporal Lane Corporal in the Unit? Corporal Lane. Story? I remember Sergeant Osgood, Corporal Lane. Presumably early Pertwiz? I No, no it earlier doesn't, than doesn't, that. Earlier than that. Uh was it uh Troughton? Yep. Yeah, so it's gonna be Invasion or Web of Fear. Web of Fear it is. It's, really? Yeah. Corporal Lane. Which one was he? What, what I don't know. Did he did he get a deserved death? <laughs> <laughs> if he hadn't, they should go back and retro yeah. it and you know give him a really painful death after this one. Well, um, weirdly, the, the whole time I was watching this episode, I was thinking, has this the person that wrote this, or even the director, have they seen Blake Seven? Did they know is, what they were writing for? It is so out of character. Not only out of character. Uh, which we'll be discussing soon, but but just the way things are in this universe is, is just so different to what has had already been established or we see afterwards. This is a total oddity of an episode, I think. Yeah, with with some a few bits of tipex, you could turn this into a Buck Rogers in a twenty fifth century episode and not really change much about it. 
costume wise, it's definitely yeah. Um, I I can picture be Buck doing the Avon bit in the slave thing with his shirt open. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, horrible. Those uh, those people down on the planet, those outfits they're wearing, they are totally Buck Rogers. I hadn't thought about it, but yes. Well, I I think they're borderline racist. <laughs> it's because yeah, it's just yeah. bizarre. And then I thought, well, these these are not really a race, but it's the laziest. In fact, ev- everyone involved in this week's episode, I'm presuming, couldn't give a a, a, rat's. a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, everyone's everyone's off their game. Yes. All right. Well, let let let's get into it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about this Rod Beecham, this was the only science fiction thing he did. Thank God. Um, yep. And he moved on to writing for the Bill. I I can't Says say I'm surprised at that, yeah. <laughs> all right, so this story, it starts with Villa. He's gloating over a transmission he's picked up. Uh, he calls over Avon, who's in full-on brooding, snarling mode. I think Paul Darrow was in a bad mood because he had read the script. I, th- I think and, you're right, yeah. I think he, he'd read the script. He'd seen what Avon is in this and thought, no, <laughs> not having this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah... Villa's picked up a transmission. It's a message from Serverland, this whole utilizer to cancer thing uh, that she starts saying. I don't know what this is about, Villa, but for your sake, I hope it is important. It's important, all right. You all quite comfortable? Villa. Then, ladies and gentlemen, for your edification and delight, the voice you all know and love. Villa. Utilizer to cancer. Utilizer to cancer. Domo the ninth. Five subjects. Serverland. Um, I've got a bunch of questions on this. I don't know about you, but um, first of all, how did Villa pick up this transmission? Well, I'm presuming he, because there's not a lot to do on uh, Xenon Base, I'm presuming he just sits and listens to all the transmissions to see if he recognises anyone. Villa's, Villa's the equivalent of, if anyone remembers, the CB radio craze. Mm. I think Villa's actually talking to people over this. And he's... <laughs> he, he's uh, a, they used to have a word for someone that listened in, didn't they? A sidearm or something like that. Yeah. Um, for CB, what, an, what a bizarre craze that was. And I think he's just, he's recognised Serverland's voice. But I was trying to think, has he met Serverland yet? Oh, that's a good question. The thing, oh, no, the thing yes, he did. Yeah. No, 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 did on um, Thingamajig. Oh, on, yeah, yeah, on the medical ship, you're right. On the medical ship. The, the, the bit of that story yeah. that we haven't talked about yet, yes. That's right, yeah. So it didn't exist if we haven't talked about it. I, I think, think I think you're right. He is listening. Yeah. I think he's listening out for transmissions from Carol. I think he's in season four. Look at this outfit they've got me wearing all the time. Look at these scripts. With his I, I've changed badge. my mind. Yes. Do you notice those belt? There's a Honda badge. It's amazing. Oh, it, it is. Oh, dear. Um, mm. My next question on this, how far away are Serverland and Cancer? Because don't you have to be in range for a transmission? Well, it's it's weird, I suppose. Because we're, I mean, it could be space radio. Um, and as you know, space radio is unlimited. Um, but uh, what, A, I mean, there's so many questions here. Why is Serverland doing the work herself? Mm. Why is it open transmission? It's not scrambled. Why is it voice and not something, you know, it, it, it's very, very, I mean, it's a plot device, isn't it? That's what it is. It is a plot but device. It, the yeah. whole plot device is... This whole story, this whole idea revolves on A, them picking up the message, and B, going to Domo. If they don't do either of those two things, this story doesn't happen, does it? 
Oh, you can only hope. Um, if they could have solved it, in fact, most of the things in this episode, and this is so true of a lot of things that we discuss, could have been fixed with a couple of tweaks to the script. Have Orak pick up the transmission. Yep. Solves it. All those questions gone. Because Orak, you, you accept that he's monitoring every transmission. You accept that he would notice this standing out from ordinary. You would accept that he could run some sort of voice thing to say, oh, this is definitely serverland. All you needed was that. But you know full well, because this episode is so weirdly structured, that there's nothing else for Villa to do, really. No, that is true. But yeah, I, you... when we get mm. later on, there's a bit that would have been absolutely tailor-made for Villa, and they don't. They put someone else to do it. Mm. You could explain this away in that what you just said there. Orac actually did pick up the transmission, and Villa has got it, and he's just passing it off as if he found it because he wants to have a <laughs> gloat. Yeah, that would have been a nice little scene where in the back Villa's gloating about it, and in the background Orac pipes up, and it's like, "Shut up! Shut up, Orac!" That would have been, that, really would have nice. been like a minute or a two-minute yeah. thing, and we're going to talk about this later on. Some points in this story, it drags on and yeah. on and on, and you could have trimmed a minute out and had that little scene right at the very beginning. Like you say, nice Villa doesn't do much, and you know it, it gives Michael Keaton a bit to do, and it explains it. Yeah, it would it would it would have only benefited the episode, I think. Well, actually, just not making it would have benefited the episode, but. Assuming we've got to have it, they could have fixed a lot of this. Yeah. Well, as we go Su- on, I'm sure we'll have better suggestions for what happens. Sulin <laughs> realizes Domo is a planet, one colonized by space pirates. Yes. Now, at Worst the time, normal pirates. <laughs> no, not normal pirates. Space pirates. Now, at the time of this recording, I've decided to just start up a new tally on our Excellent. Facebook page to record all the NAF times space is stuck. Before a word needlessly, okay? Have you, are you so, going to go back and do the ones we've already done? I, yeah, I've, few, I've got to go back. I? Yes, I'm going to be... When when this uh, episode is released, I will have listened to all our last ones and, uh, and we'll have a ready-developed new tally on the Facebook page the week that this one goes out, okay? But Brilliant. yeah, Space Pirates. I think this is the first time anyone mentioned Space Pirates. I was umming and ahhing over Space Wreck, but I think Space Wreck works, doesn't it? You can have space a Space Wreck. Wreck, yeah. Like Space Rats, that's a name. I can forgive that. But yeah, mm. the, whenever anyone puts space in front of a normal everyday word rather than put any effort into it. Yeah, I know. I know off the top of my head, we've already had space met, haven't we? Yeah, space met. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's in there. But I don't think we've had space medicine yet, and I don't think we've had space doctor. So uh, we'll be listening out for them, and and I need a little bell noise to put in every time. Spa- oh, yeah. There's an idea. Some sort of spacey bit of music every time we mention yeah. the word space something. All right, I'll work or, on that. Or we could do an episode where we put the word space in front of every other word. Or that would get that would get rather silly. Rather we wouldn't have listeners. We wouldn't have listeners. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. So Avon knows who cancer is. He's a mercenary and he's an assassin who kills people for a great deal of money. Very um, famous assassin that, that we've, we've never, never heard, heard of. of. Yeah. <laughs> and this and this sort of this brought up the um, a bit like you know you know like James Bond, the man with the golden gun, where you got Scaramanga, which is a he's a super secret. Uh, assassin that everyone knows about and this is the same way it's like what's the point of being surely an assassin 
you don't want people to know because the minute you know someone's been assassinated, it gets rid of the need to assassinate them. It, mm. it, it, it doesn't really work. And the fact that uh, uh, Avon knew it, and it then is is sort of scared or or the 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 best that Paul Dahu does is passing off as scared yes. of this name. <laughs> well, as he says that, we cut to um, Martin Bauer's lovely season four command ship Ooh, of yeah, Servants. Nice, yeah. It looks like excellent that. here. I mean, we we. We, at the beginning of this, we've got a terrible, terrible video effect of the Scorpio, but that oh. actually looks like it's on film, or it's a still photo. I, um, yeah, I thought that. I thought it's either on film or it's a photo, because later on we get a, a, a shot of um, of Kansas' ship, and it zooms in, and because it's done on video, it looks terrible. It, it does, doesn't it? It looks like you're zooming a video into a model. But this looked really nice, and I, I've actually written, written on my notes, Roten. I wrote it down with my space pen on my notes <laughs> to say, uh, model, looks good. Yeah, yeah, good old Martin Bauer. Um, yeah. We cut inside. As good as that ship looks on the outside, inside she's on the bridge, and it's like, that's a bridge? I mean, yeah. it's all cream and soft lighting. You've got some light panels on the walls and controls that nobody is using, and some very funkies funky 70s ceiling lighting. That's the sort of ceiling lighting you used to get in a bar that thought that they were a bit posh. Yeah, I think, although I, I sort of could see Serverland doing this to a ship. Mm. I, you know, <laughs> some of the fashion she wears, I could see her doing this. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it looks like one of those 1970s, like you say, bars that were a bit posh and thought they were a bit futuristic. Mm. Yeah. Because they, they, they could dim the lights a bit. That was like. <laughs> We've got a dimmer. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. <laughs> No on and off for us. Um, no, no, no. I, I'll say at this point, I don't like Servalan uh, dressed in black. Um, I know she's dressed color, as black because she's mm. slear. Um, I always preferred it when she was in white, and, and I saw somewhere that um, she stopped wearing white after the children of Alron. You know, when she lost those oh, right, embryos, yeah. she never wore white again. Oh, it, yeah, it's like she'd been sullied, which I think is really point. nice. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that's a coincidence or not, bit, not, but I, I like that as a character thing that it is a, you know, uh, um, um, you know, a, uh, a nod to something that happened yeah. in an episode way before. It's like Queen Victoria, after Prince Albert died, she wore nothing yeah. but black for the rest of her life because she was in mourning. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's quite a nice little, it, it'd be interesting to find out whether that is what they were planning or not. Um, or whether it's pure coincidence, mm. um, but I did. I always, I always found this weird that no one sort of questioned. It's like, uh, you remember that uh, that uh, uh, our old leader, Servalan, short hair, short woman? dark hair. Yeah, yep. do you remember her? <laughs> Pale um, dress. Does, does she remind you of Sleer? No, no, Sleer wears black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can't. Yeah, it can't be Servalan. She's not dressed yeah. in white. <laughs> All right, but. Talking about her outfit, let's talk about the outfit of the captain of that ship. Um, he's wearing an outfit almost as naff as those mutoids of season four. Yeah. It's all puffy and sparkling. It's, I know we, we use this, perhaps we should, I, this is a word that's perfect to be uh, prefixed by space, but we use this word a lot to describe a lot of these things, and that's pantomime. And mm. this episode is space pantomime. It's, no no one... Nothing looks real, and it, again, it's you know, it, we're saying realistic in regards to a sci-fi show, but nothing feels real 
in this episode. It feels like actors clumping about on a bad set, saying their lines with the minimum amount of effort. Mm. Yeah, it every, everything's off with this episode. This is weird, including the wipes. What's all suddenly with the? Is this a season yeah. four thing that I've forgotten that suddenly every, there's Star Wars wipes and fades and oh it's just it's not blake seven it's not is it it's not at all um i can you know try and explain this guy's outfit in that this is post federation civil war and you know maybe everything changed after that you know there was a you know a a complete change of outfits for staff and stuff do you think in the in 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 the battle for um Star One, do you think that uh, the first casualty was the laundry ship with all the uniforms on? And it, it might just... be, might well be, yeah. Mm. All right, well, Servalan, she orders the ship to Domo, and back on the Scorpio, the, the crew assume that the five subjects in her message means them, and they don't know what to do about it. And I love the way it's Aurak, of all people, who suggests finding cancer before he finds them. He's good, is he, this cancer? You can imagine how much it hurts me to use the word infallible. Oh, come on. Nobody's infallible. All right, then he's not infallible. It's just that up to now, he has never failed. Do you know, I really think you're frightened. Orak, have you been listening to all this? With interest. What do you think? I think you're quite right. A degree of apprehension is not inappropriate. He means, what do you think we should do? I would have thought that was self-evident. You must find this cancer before he finds you. That's a splendid theory. Have you any idea how we should set about putting it into practice? You have a time and a place. Domo, the ninth. That shouldn't have, really shouldn't have been Orac. I don't think suggesting that it 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 sort of belittles. Someone else should even Tarrant would have been better to sort of his brashness to sort of say, you know, let's get him before he gets us. Mm. Again, Serverland's plan all hinges on them going to Domo. Now, yep. if Aurak or nobody had the idea of getting there before um, Cancer and whatever, would Cancer then have tried tracking them down? Well, I mean, if, if Villa had been asleep. <laughs> yeah, that, there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think they would have just been sat there on the planet waiting for you know all the things to happen like, oh, they're, not, they're not turning up are they oh, yeah. Avon says yeah Servalands live long enough and uh, Cancer will just leave if he's not paid but really that's not strictly true he could still go along with the job gone after them anyway and taken their bodies to the Federation and you get the bounty then yeah there's I mean we know there's rewards out for all these people and also uh, I imagine most most assassins of that ilk, uh, in certainly in drama, once you've paid them, they their honour means they they'll do the job. Yeah. And and if server if he hasn't been paid, well, I say he. <laughs> should, yes. Sorry, it's spoilers. We uh, are she. Are, yeah, if yeah. she hasn't been paid, um, she's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Avon and Villa, they teleport down to Domo, which is for once a sunny sand pit, um, yeah, which it's, actually it's looks quite good. Down. When you see their feet, you know, the, the the ground's baked hard, isn't it? It actually, 
doesn't look like your normal quarry. This is some, um, they've actually filmed it in the summer rather than, you know, middle of winter as is normal for Blake 7. And, yeah, it, uh, lo- it looks all right. It's, um, like you say, it, it, it doesn't look like the usual dreary November quarry. Um, the, uh, it, it, this is, I think this is the first time in, certainly in, in our run of, of reviewing these episodes and characters, this is the first time we see the season four um, teleport effect. Mm, no, it's true. horrible. It's, it's dreadful, horrible. It? I didn't like it's it. It's dreadful. It's one, yeah. one of the many, many things wrong with season four. Yeah, true. Oh, boy. But we, yeah, and talking about old oh boy, we see some of the space pirates and they're oh. in... Do they look like space pirates to you? They're in some old clobber going spare from the costume department. Every one of those men has got a fake beard on, stuck on rather badly, and some very Flash Gordon-style cardboard helmets going on there. Yeah, they look exactly like what they they are. They look like uh, the 40 Thieves in a pantomime Alibaba. Mm -hmm. And and I, I mean that both in the characters and... The look, because they look amdram. They look like someone's just raided a, a a spares hamper and said, "Oh, yeah, make some cardboard helmets." I mean, all it needed from to do was to go ah a bit. Mm. Oh, it's dreadful. Yeah. It, it it is truly dire. But I like the next bit because Avon pretends pretends that he's crashed and he asks for help. Yeah. And I love how Paul Darrow can act Avon acting badly. You know, yes. so we're, yeah. we have, we have Paul Darrow acting as Avon, who's acting, and his acting isn't as good as Paul Darrow's acting, if you know yeah. what I mean. We, we know Paul Darrow is a good actor, so yeah, this is very cleverly done. I mean, yeah. it's not believable, is it? So even the, even the cliched space pirates don't believe I love it. his delivery. I love the way he goes, you know, food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless him, bless him. He picks a fight with the boss, Benos, and, and, and runs for it, gets caught, and is carted off minus his bracelet. Yeah, they fell off, didn't they, when the plot needed? They weren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, up on Scorpio, uh, they see a black ship leave, which made me wonder, how can you see a black ship leave if the ship is black, if it's in space? Yeah, we're back to disaster area, aren't we, on Hitchhiker's a black yeah. ship with black lights. Yeah. And... <laughs> Um, Avon is chucked in a cell with Nebrox. Now we know Nebrox, you and I, from another show, don't we? Yes, he uh, he was the first Doctor in the Five Doctors. He, yeah, uh, he was he terrific the late... in that. He's, in fact, he's good in it. I when I was watching, it, I was thinking, do you know what? He's acting his little heart out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and I can sort of see because this was J and T, the producer of the Five Doctors. He saw him in this, and that was when he decided That's right. that. He would have him in it. And I, I can sort of see it. He's got a presence to him. I mean, to, to pull off a bit of dignity while you're uh, an old man dressed in a nappy takes some doing. <laughs> but, yeah, he is, he's definitely one of the highlights of this episode, I think. Uh, he is. He is. Yeah, yeah, no, he's really good. Um, and Avon's told that he's arrived on the very day of the slave auction. And I like the way Avon has no need or no reason to be kind to Nebrox, but he is. Yeah, but Avon usually was, wasn't he? He was usually okay to, to sort of the, uh, the 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 extra characters mm. you meet. Yeah, no, um, I like I, I like yeah. it when when you consider how snarling and brooding he is at the very beginning of this story. And uh, yeah, yeah, but he has he is. I mean, Avon's character is that his a lot of his uh, his 
bravado is exactly that isn't it he mm. he does care he cares about villa he cares about i think he he sort of cared about the blake's plan i think he hated blake but he sort of cared for uh, yeah it's, i don't know it's i'm on really the fence nice. about him with blake because i think he would ne- you're right he would never admit it he would never show mm. it but he admires blake's tenacity and his yeah. daring he wouldn't do it but you know, there are moments, and we'll be talking them in um, mm. uh, about them in, when the stories arises. There are there are moments where Avon actually cares for Blake. Yeah, I think he also he he admires Blake's uh, is his his right uh, 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 that Blake he thought he was right. Mm. There, you know, you, you can question that. Um, and I think Avon could see that he didn't have that side of his own character. And I think he did respect Blake for that. I don't think he liked Blake. But no. then I think, you, yeah, I think you can respect and admire someone without necessarily Yeah, that's liking. what it is. It, 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 was, yeah. it was respect, yeah. Yeah. But he would never show it, you know, it, no. quite the opposite. <laughs> All right, um, where are we? Yeah, no, we go to outside and Servalan is with Betty Marsden. Um, yeah who folk of a certain age will know from Round the Horn and a couple of carry-on films. I love Betty Marsden, although I don't know if she's, like, you know, <laughs> best suited for this role uh, here. She she strikes me as, um, again, again, we talk a lot about Doctor Who in this Blake 7 podcast, don't we? But do you remember when in Earthshock, when um, the the freighter captain was played? Beryl Reed. Beryl Reed. Yeah. Well, and, it, and, every, and it was like, Okay, she don't. She, she's passable. She does the job, but what a bizarre bit of casting! And I thought this watching this, I thought this this is a weird bit of casting. <laughs> <laughs> How can she be in this? John Nathan Turner's got nothing to do with this. Yeah, yes. like, yeah. Did he stick the memo? Go to the wrong office. <laughs> as odd as she is, it's even odder when we see the agents for the clients who want a bid on the slaves. Those costumes, man, oh, oh man, oh man. We this is a science fiction show. These people are presumably from different planets that have come to Domo for this auction, and that's what you look like on your planet. No, no, no. Costume department shortcut yet again, isn't it? Yeah, it's the what have we got in storage? And that's they've just bunged it on them. It, it, it's, I, it's, it's not believable, and it goes the opposite. It brings you so out of trying to enjoy this story as a Blake Seven story. I think, I mean, it, it's it's weird when we watch these episodes because we're not watching them necessarily as a viewer would. I certainly not. It's like you take notes. You're looking for little. You're yeah. you're almost you're almost picking it a picking a fight with it to say yeah. you know uh, but even doing it that weird way the fact that you get these horrible horrible costumes like i say border on racist mm. it's like mm. yeah it's uncomfortable you know. it is yeah. it is crap and it's uncomfortable yeah and, and you can I... see the thought process that they've got okay it's a slave auction what sort of people go to slave or well, slavery that would be the middle east wouldn't it Arabs, space Arabs. That's it's what it just, is. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's really terrible. And again, one of these things. Maybe if I was listening to it on my C sixty audio oh, I cassette, bet, I bet that would be amazing on your C sixty. That would be amazing. Apart yeah. from apart from the terrible music that's over the yeah. top of this, I had to make a note about it. Where you've got this wavering, like, well, I don't know what musical instrument it is, but it 
awful. Absolutely um, awful. Because the most, I think most of the in certain season was three. Was it Dudley Simpson that did most of the incidental music? Who did the music for season four? I don't know. Was it Dudley Simpson? Because it's yeah. It everything about season four is designed to make you think this ain't Blake Seven. It's not right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to look into that. Yes. Back inside the cell, Nebrox tells Avon about a black ship that had landed. What is this exactly? It's mangan. It's a sort of stew made from fungus. It takes some getting used to, but it's really very nourishing. Uh, if you don't want it, I... Oh, you have it. Eat it in good health. <laughs> you were going to tell me about any unusual activity you've noticed during the last few days. Oh, yes. Well... Yesterday morning when we were out exercising, a ship arrived. Federation it looked like, but it couldn't have been, could it? Seemed to be a woman in charge. What was she like, the woman? Well, I didn't really get much of a look at her. She was tall, dark, obviously important and powerful. Why? Do you know her? Oh, yeah. I think we may have met. Well, then, this morning, another ship arrived. A black ship. But nobody got out of it. No one was allowed near it, except this woman. She went on board, stayed for about an hour, and then she came back here, went into one of the slave huts, and she made a purchase. What? Yes. You see, a party of travelling entertainers was brought in about two months ago. She bought one, and they went back to the ship. Why would she do that? I don't know. I don't even know which one it was. I only know that she took one of them back to the black ship and then she came back here alone what about the ship is it still there uh no no it took off just before you came in i i saw it from the window that's wonderful yeah they're 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 trying to set up at the moment aren't they that for later on that perhaps nebrox could be cancer Mm. Uh, and it, it it's quite it's, it's a nice little scene where they're in a cell together. I think that was possibly my favourite scene of the story was just Nebrox and Avon talking, mm. and it, it it it's so much more entertaining than any of the rubbish that comes after mm. it. I do like this scene, and I th- I find it very neat how the gender of the slave that the, was bought isn't mentioned. Yeah, you know because that's an important moment. Yeah. And he says, you know, this ship came down, nobody was allowed to go near it, Servalan went in, came out, made a purchase from a group of travelling entertainers, went back, and the ship took off. Now, that made me think, a party of travelling entertainers, isn't this a space pirate planet? How can you have wandering entertainers just wandering past, then? Are you saying that that space pirates don't deserve a bit of entertainment? That That's, that's space piratist of you. I think they that, deserve entertainment. Fine, but Although why are they wandering? The sort of entertainment they would have had. Yeah, wandering. They're just wandering yeah. around a sandpit <laughs> endlessly. Yeah. Well, there's mm. a lot of wandering, probably, in the entertainment business. <laughs> Avon and Nebrox are put up for sale. Uh, Servalan outbids everybody to buy Avon, and uh, Nebrox pleads to be bought and manages to, to steal Avon's bracelet back from Benos, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, the, the, the whole buy-in sequence... and was unfortunately reminded me of the one in Carry On Cleo. It is. That's all I could think of when they were doing it. And then I thought, oh, I could turn this off and go and watch Carry On Cleo. 
actually those those agents there those outfits are they're wearing they you could see it. some of the um the crowd at the slave market you know marcus and spencius um, yeah, I, they could, could be wearing those outfits yeah. it is I, I haven't made the connection it's like a carry-on outfits yeah all of these uh, perhaps this is this is carry-on blake seven isn't it this isn't this, it, this isn't filmed in a sandpit this is down at camber sands where they did carry on follow that camel i yeah, reckon just, yeah <laughs> phil silvers is probably still over the, <laughs> over the ridge that's what you needed. You needed yeah. Kenneth Williams in this with a monocle. That's what you needed. I, oh, that would. Can you As imagine? As Benos. Can, no, well, like, can you imagine uh, Cancer played by uh, Kenneth Williams? That oh, would have been perfect. That would be my number so, one episode. That would. So, Avon, stop, stop messing about. Yeah, it would have been perfect. I, I would actually. I think. I think someone should use some sort of CGI and redo this episode with the yeah. carry on. Oh, that Sid, would be cool. Sid, Sid James as Avon. That would yeah. be cool. Um, that would be cool. The next bit's not cool because this is terrible. It's horrible. The next bit. order Avon orders someone to come down with an extra bracelet for Nebrox. Okay. Dana goes down and we've got the worst choreographed tussle with rubbish editing. It just doesn't work. None of it flows properly. It's just shoddily done, this bit. Yeah, it and it it should because we we've sort of said before, haven't we, on this program that if it cuts to film, you might get a good fight. Mm. But this this is just horrible. It's, it's not again terrible. not convincing. Yeah, the way Dana comes down, looks around, yeah. you she goes and points her yeah. gun, but doesn't actually manage to fire at Serverland. It's just it's oh it's it's yeah. dire. It really is bad. It's amazing Painful. how many times these people want to kill Servalan on site and then don't do it. Compare that with um, Star One, where Travis wanders in, says, Blake, bang! Bang. <laughs> like, get it, Travis. You, you, you do the job, mate. You do yeah, the job. Yeah. Um, they teleport back up with Nebrox, and Avon's told about the black ship, and uh, they try searching for it, you know, even though yeah. there's no reason to think that it's hanging around. And Eventually, they, they do actually find it. Avon, look at that. Close scan. What's he playing then? Who cares? There never was much for games. Do you think it's a trap? Probably. But it's just possible that he's having trouble with his power systems. In which case, to coin a phrase, he is at our mercy. Yeah, Avon... So they thought, sort of say that um, we don't know what course it's gone on. We can just make an educated guess. And it's like, well, it's better than nothing. And then they instantly find it. Mm, yeah. Which I suppose cancer wants them to. But why did he bother leaving orbit then? Yeah. No, I mean, all, all, all this is, I mean, this whole story is suspect the moment you start thinking about it. I mean, it's it's a huge guess here that he might have something wrong with his ship you know and that it might not actually be a trap you know but i think what what he had wrong with his ship when they find it is it's a, a, a very poor model <laughs> no i don't mind it i don't mind the shape of it i think what you said earlier the problem is yeah. it's filmed on video and they zoom in on video and yeah i i i think this was built by by the late ron thornton um who also built scorpio and when you look at these models you know they were very nicely designed he was another martin bauer if you like you yeah. know that could do incredibly fine detail on his spacecraft to the degree that 
to this day, people don't know what model kit parts he used for the Scorpio. There's all sorts of speculation about, is it this bit from the Millennium Falcon kit? And is it this bit, you know? People to this day don't know. And I've never seen photos of the studio model of Cancer's ship, but I don't mind it. I, I don't know... You don't really see the shape properly. No. That's the problem, do you? You know, but I do. Black. It's black. Um, yeah. But I do like the fact. You know, you you said earlier about you know how he's this assassin that's um, feared throughout the galaxy, but he can manage to kill people in a black ship with a bloody great yellow crab on the side. Yeah, you can't really sneak up on some. It's not subtle, is it? It's not subtle at all, and it also it's sort of. Because the 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 crab is cancer because of this you know the star signs astrology and that is that still going in a whatever century we're in mm. you know yeah the, the, would the, it the, even the... make any sense to non I mean non human non Earth people I mean we've got the name Scorpio of the ship haven't we you know so do, so do you know a... I never even twigged that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I never even thought about that, that Scorpio, yeah. Is a oh, star well. sign. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio myself, but... And you haven't spotted yeah. that. I haven't spotted that. That's in four, in four, yeah. nearly 40 years, you haven't spotted that. To, the, to, um... to, to be fair, I don't watch a last season four. Okay, fair enough. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Avon and Tarrant, they teleport over to surprise cancer, and they get fooled by a dummy at a table. To start somewhere. Gentlemen, please put down your weapons. It's a pleasure to welcome you aboard my ship. Please remain perfectly still. Only a man. I'm sure you're as disappointed with your performance as I am, Avon. Well, I've learned to live with disappointment. Never mind. You won't have to live with it any longer. I what again? What awful, awful direction, movement, and I've actually put down um, Avon waffling about on Cancer's ship. It, it he's doing his um, he's doing his cowboy acting. Again, he is. Isn't he's he? doing the gunslinger thing. We have yeah. to start somewhere. <laughs> and I like the fact they they scoot round to the front, so they they see the the dummy, which from behind, okay, I could buy that. They run round to the front. Why shoot it in the back of the shoot head? Shoot in the back, yeah. That's... Yeah, but they run round to the front, wait a couple of seconds, then shoot. What? Uh, yeah, Make them... <laughs> it just it beggars belief, doesn't it? It does beg a belief, but then we That's not have... the worst to come, though. No, no, no. <laughs> but just before we reach the, the 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 downward spiral, we do have the subject of this week's episode, the yeah, fake cancer. We better um, talk about him, yeah. Let's talk about him before we, yeah, um, go could, downwards. Because you're, you're a, um, I mean, you're, everyone is a big Caroline Monroe fan. You're, you're a Star Crash fan, aren't you? Yes. He reminded me of, um, I, I can't think of the actor's the, name, Marjo, Margo, Ma, Marjo. Ma, Ma, Marjo, whatever, yeah. Her, yeah. um, um, sidekick co-pilot yeah. yes he had Star a touch Crash. of the margos about him didn't he well i was <laughs> going to save this for a specific shot later on right. in this but later on in this when when they're doing that whole um stalking around the corridors there is a shot of him 
in profile and I was struck with the curly hair and with the trimmed beard. He looks an awful lot like Captain Kremen, I thought. God, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, the terrible perm. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> he was. Perhaps he'd gone to the BBC uh, to, to do a Captain Kremen skit mm. on the two Ronnies. Yeah. Well, do despite the terrible perm, the reason I went with fake cancer as opposed... Well, there's many reasons I don't go for the yeah. real cancer, but I think he looks fab here. When you first see him standing there, you know, yeah. despite the perm, he that man has got a great face. He's got a great costume, all in black with the crab motif on his chest. He's got a great voice, and he's got a great delivery, and it's such a shame that this wasn't the real cancer. If this had been yeah. the real cancer and he had survived, I could easily see this guy being the season four equivalent of Travis, you know, a reoccurring villain. Yeah, he he's he's definitely he's got a presence about him. He looks the part, even though he's wearing a really silly outfit. He, he pulls it off, mm. not, not literally. It's not that sort of a program. Um, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's really good. He is one of the highlights. It's just a shame he doesn't get to do much. No, but when, when what he does do, I think he's brilliant. You know, as I yeah. say, his delivery delivery. Sorry, I got attacked by a fly. Then. Um, it, it, it is brilliant, and you think, wow, this is really good. And I can't remember the first time I ever saw this episode. I can't remember whether it was a twist or not, that this wasn't the real cancer. Um, I can't remember if, if they had actually given that away in the Blake Seven Monthly, because, you know, that was out yeah. at the same time some of the episodes. So they might have done, but, you know, yeah, I was, he looks I was brilliant. Trying, yeah, I was trying to think back to the first, because I'd have seen it on its original run, probably the same as you. And I was trying to think, do I, I mean, I couldn't remember any of it, but do I, would I have been pulled into this? And I, I, I like to think not because it's so heavy handed that these people are not who them, mm. you know, there's something going on. Yeah. Um, and I think a better, like you say, a better twist would have been that they think he's not, blah, 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 and then it is. And I think that would have been much better. Yes. Yeah. But the, the the real cancer, unfortunately, is in the same room. We have the dreadful Piri, okay? Uh-huh. The worst thing about this episode. And this is one of the... She is the reason I remember this episode. When I think of season four, yeah. Assassin, oh, it's that crap woman. She yeah. is just dreadful. And the first moment you ever see him, her, sorry, she's standing there and she's biting her finger. And even her standing there biting yeah. her finger is laughable. It's um, again. We're we're back to space pantomime. It's pantomime acting. It's the yeah. She's in fact when she when she bites the finger, it reminded me of uh, Mad Max when Toka does the I hate guns bit. But he's oh, doing yes. it ironically. <laughs> he's doing yeah. And but I thought oh this is this is just awful. She is without doubt. I mean in a poor episode, in a sort of piss poor episode like this, she is without doubt the worst thing in it. Yeah, which yeah. I think that's that you know possibly deserves some sort of award. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. Um, she attacks Cancer, um, then Tarrant and Cancer fight, which Tarrant loses badly. I love this fight. You know, Tarrant, this swaggering big head. You know, yeah. he really does lose badly to Cancer. I, I do like the fact that Avon just sits down. Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> going to enjoy this. Yeah. yeah, he just gets up at the right moment and puts the gun to his head and stops it. Um, uh, Avon calls Scorpio and Sulin quite rightly, and sorry, Sulin quite rightly asks what that dreadful noise is. Yeah. Ah! 
Avon, what is that terrible noise? It's a little difficult to explain. Perhaps you'd better come over and see for yourself. We all, we all are saying that, aren't we? Yeah, we're all saying, what's that dreadful acting? What's going on? It's weird, this, isn't it? Because the, the whole... The whole basis of, of this horribly fake and false uh, Avon and Tarrant rivalry to get the the affections of this of this wet blanket of a character, it could have worked. It could have worked. You would have needed, and I don't. I'm dangerously close to veering into sexism here, but the way they play it is we're meant to think that this character is stunning either in appearance or character, character. <laughs> neither of which work because we're expected Tarrant to fall head over heels in love with this character to the point where he will, and this is what annoys me about shows that do this, where he will forget everything that's happened before and then not trust the people he's been around with yes that he does know yeah this is this is this is um soap writing 101 and i you say the writer went on to the bill you know what? i'm not surprised the bill is the sort of program that could get away with this although mm. some of the bill stuff was very good um it's terrible writing if if the character that did this would have been villa so this is what i'm saying this is the part where they could have given a nice little bit to Villa rather than give him the earlier part. If this had been Villa, you, I could sort of buy it because we know Villa's a womanizer. We know yes. that he he acts stupidly. He's you know he he sometimes doesn't think with his brain. So I, you would have still have had to have a character Piri that made more of a impression than I want to push her at an airlock. Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it it's one worked. of those. Yeah, it's one for me. It's one of those performances where I'm watching it and my teeth are grinding. You know, and yeah. my fist, my fists are clenching. It's like you, you're horrible. Yeah, it. It's not. It. It doesn't even work as like a, a, a pastiche of anything. You know, it, you. You could sort of say perhaps she's trying to do a play a spin on what this character, this cliched character, would normally be. But there's a reason characters become cliched because they need to be a certain way for that storyline to work. And most good writers won't go near a cliched character because you're then going into cliched storylines. This is just, it's just, again, lazy and it's not very interesting. And it's not even well played for what's there. Yeah, diet, that is absolutely the word, yeah. Yeah. She says she was bought for cancer to help him celebrate afterwards. What is it that you want to know? Anything you can tell us about him. But I never saw him before today. This woman came and bought me from the slave compound and gave me to him. He said, he said that he wanted me to help him to celebrate after he'd finished a job that he had to do. That's all he said? Yes. It's what frightened me more than anything. Ever since we left Domo, he hasn't said a single word to me. Just stared at me sometimes except when a message came through from that woman then he said so the prey has come looking for the hunter how interesting he stopped the ship and waited for you did he say anything about meeting the woman again for payment after the job was finished no nothing at all i'm i'm sorry i can't be of more help to you look do you think she could have a rest now 
looking at the way that cancer, the the fake cancer that we think is the real cancer, oh, it's getting confusing. Looking at the way he dresses and acts, uh, I, I think he would have bought a different type of slave yes. to celebrate afterwards. But yes. you know. maybe all the other traveling entertainers all look like Nebrox. Well, yeah. I suppose mm. if it's a, oh, there's a good choice. I suppose is it a choice if your 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 entertainment is an old man in a nappy or Perry? You know what? I'm still going with the old man in a nappy. I'm going with a nappy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Villa, Sulin, and Nebrox teleport over to Cancer's ship. Why Nebrox? Uh, plot device. Yeah, I don't know. What? No, no business being there. To be no. fair. I, I'm not entirely sure why Sulin's there. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I've watched this for the show and I made notes because the next bit, Avon, Tarrant and Sulin and Nebrox stay on the ship while the Scorpio goes off. And I can't yeah, why? remember. Why, why, why does the Scorpio go away? I can't remember. I I'm Weren't not they going back sure, to the though. base or something? There was some sort of nonsense reason. I, I very possibly fell asleep by this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, why are they staying on ship? They, they say... Uh, uh, tie him up down in the hold. Why? Why don't they just all teleport back to the, the Scorpio, um, where they've at least got a, a, a semblance of control? You've taken the the assassin away from anything he might have set up on his ship. Yeah. It it makes it and it belittles the intelligence of any of these characters. Because as far as they're concerned, the threat is over, isn't it? It's gone, it? yeah. You know? Yeah, it's gone. I mean, obviously, we know the the real cancer, ultimately, her plan is to go back to the base. Okay. Yeah. You could have, you could have fixed this by, again, by a little thing, by they know that Serverland's coming to pay cancer. They want to get Serverland. Therefore, get rid of the Scorpio's got to go out of range. They've got to stay on the ship, ready for... That would have at least given them a reason to do any of this. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that there's no reason is like, was this in the script and it's been cut? Or is it just awful writing? I think it's awful writing. Yeah. But you say, yeah, cancer is locked up in the hold. And then we've got this truly dire friendship developing between Piri and Tarrant. Like, you know, Tarrant I, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I never had much respect for Tarrant. Um, <laughs> and after this episode, I've got zero respect. For what? <laughs> it just doesn't, again... If this was Villa, I could sort of buy it because we know Villa's that way, and he's you know he's. But Taron, it's just the only yeah. way this would work was if you'd have had again you'd have had the character played by someone that you could imagine Taron the character, one look falling in love. Oh my yeah. goodness, this is my ideal woman. I mean, if this is um, Taron's ideal woman, he's got problems, hasn't he? <laughs> And, and you Sim thought the perm Sim was the biggest of his problems, but oh, no, God, no, 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 no. Simprin, Simprin. Oh. oh, dreadful. Tarrant goes, yeah, let's move on. Tarrant goes yeah. to check on cancer and has a little talk with him. Don't worry, I haven't flown away. I just wanted to be sure you were comfortable. Quite comfortable, thank you, for the moment. Be sure to let us know if there's anything you want. You could give that little bitch a message for me. You can tell her I'll be saving her to the last. Now, what I found quite jarring, and I'm assuming it's because, you know, this guy hadn't written for Blake 7 before, the little bitch line. We, yeah. never, we never hear swearing in the Blake 7 universe, do we? 
No, because again, swearing would move on in the period of time. It there nothing dates a program like swearing really or mm. slang words or it yeah, it, it it's so out of the character of the show. I won't say out mm. of the character of, of cancer because we hardly know the guy. But it's very much out of the the character of the show. It doesn't fit. It's jarring, and it 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 doesn't really need it. No, no. Yeah, you could have used a different line for that. It's like in uh, the Last Jedi at the beginning. One of the uh, Imperial officers says "bloody," you know, yeah. and it's like Don't... really the word "bloody" in Star Wars. Although mm. the Imperial officers are are British, aren't they? So. Well, you've got Vivian in there, haven't you? That's the true, yeah. <laughs> that was that's, a shock when I, I watched love that. that. Best, best thing in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's Adrian Evanson. Um, so, Nebrox then goes to see Piri in Cancer's room, and we've got more of their simpering, awful acting going on. And, um, and he goes to check on Cancer too, but Cancer's gone. Just those plastic trays on the wall. Yeah, those um, back from. Oh, we've not mentioned um, that uh, his ship has the alien wall panels also. Oh, from I was going to mention of... that later on oh, yeah. because ah, later right. on you've got a really close-up view of it, and yeah. it's like they are the aliens' uh, floor panels, aren't they? That we were talking when... about on the city at the edge of the world yeah. episode. When, when the only thing that brings a smile to your face while watching an episode is that you recognise wall panels. <laughs> a wall panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of says yeah. it all, really, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he gets attacked by something unseen, um, and we cut back to Piri, and you know, her hysterical is hysterical because it is just awful. It yeah, it's not even, it's not even soap quality. It's not even like pantomime quality. It's just it is amateur dramatic. In fact, that's yeah. an insult to, to amateur <laughs> dramatics. At least I try. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, I think we're 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 at Ed Wood levels of. Mm, of, of non-acting it's shocking it really is um we see cancer he's stalking the corridors and they find nebrox dead uh with a red patch on his hand yeah he's dead i take it oh he's dead all right question is how did he die i should imagine friend cancer would be a master of unarmed combat a few seconds pressure at a vital point Possibly. What do you make of this? What? A red patch on his hand. Hardly a vital point. What does it matter how the poor old man died? The question is where the hell is cancer? Well, we know where he isn't. He isn't on the flight deck, he isn't in his cabin, and he isn't in here. Should we search the rest of the ship? Oh, I would imagine he would just love that, wouldn't you? Um, and they can't understand how cancer had got out as Tarrant has got the only key. Avon says they'll take the ship back to the base and then can, Cancer can either give himself up or starve to death. But they find that the controls and communications don't work. More hysterical hysterical from Piri, which is ended by a slap from Sulin. Now, in these times, is it okay for me to say hooray when that moment happens? I, th I think as long as we make it clear that we're not saying hooray because uh, the character is female... Had this character been male or anything you want and acted in the same way, I would say, yes, mm. we're happy that they're being slapped. <laughs> just right. to, you know, just to make certain. Um, <laughs> but even that is, is, is sort of a weird, because it's not only do they, they have Sulin slap her, Sulin then says that the, the, 
there's two traditional ways yeah. to. You don't to, expect to, me to kiss stop. her. Yeah, and a why not? <laughs> why are, are they <laughs> saying there's something wrong there? It's just it again and doesn't fit with the Blake Seven universe. These not style of lines, not at all. But this is my favourite scene in the story because Glynis Barber's really good, and then we get into the. Do you bickering. think she was acting? <laughs> <laughs> You think that was in the script? That's um, yeah, it might be. Well, yeah, yeah. harsh critic. I was ad libbing. What do you expect? <laughs> I was in character, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, but no, we we also get that fantastic bickering between Avon and Tarrant. The communicator's dead. It's stone dead. I wish you could have found a less vivid way of putting that. He's going to kill us. He's going to kill all of us. Oh, stop it. Well, you heard what he said. You saw the way he looked at me. He's going to kill all of you one by one. And then come for me. You enjoyed that, didn't you? There are two classic ways of dealing with an hysterical woman. You didn't really expect me to kiss her, did you? Of course, you know what this is about, don't you? It's simple female jealousy. Oh, terrific. If two men don't like each other, that's a rational judgment. If it's two women, what else could it be but jealousy? You could see the way you're behaving. No, she's right. I deserved it. I'm sorry. Sorry for being so silly. It won't happen again, I promise. Right, that's it. What does that mean? Well, if I'm going to die, I'd rather do it with a gun in my hand than sit around here shivering like an old woman. Don't be a fool. That's exactly what you want. After the hash you've made of this business, you're in no position to call anyone a fool. Anyway, if that's what he wants, let him have it. All right. You've made your impression. You can sit down now. What does that mean? She knows that you're very brave. Now sit down. Avon, you're beginning to get on my nerves. Really? You botched this mission from the start. You would have handled it differently. Well, it certainly doesn't speak very highly of your much-vaunted brains. Nevertheless, your little friend seems to prefer them to your equally-vaunted brawn. What was that supposed to mean? Nothing. I said, what did you mean? I meant nothing. Now sit down and stop behaving like a fool. Avon, you're pushing Stop it, you two. You're playing into cancer's hands. He wants to spit us up. Yeah, and this doesn't work at all. Not on any level does this work. But the delivery is brilliant, you know. I, I, Avon, Paul Darrow in this is is brilliant. <laughs> I think it really is because I think Paul Darrow is is a. He, I mean, like I say, he's a, he's a damn fine actor, and I think he knows this is a shocking script. So he's having a bit of fun, isn't he? I think he it's, the, it's like the uh, it's the time lash situation again, isn't it? Where he he's just going with it. He's not mm. he's not even worried anymore. I do like it, and I like the way um, you know he tells off Piri as well at the end of yeah. this little scene. You know, terrific. But they then realise that the life support has been cut off, and they lock Piri in the hold and split up to find cancer before the air runs out. Don't they wonder how cancer will survive if all the air is being turned off? I don't think they're thinking at this point. No, I, I don't mean, think the, the, whole... the writer is thinking at this point. No. No, it's just it's it's artificially manufactured uh, drama yeah. that doesn't bear thinking about. I mean, the whole the, the whole sequence of them searching the one small set they've got, yeah, is just and it goes on. This is the yeah, moment I'm saying you could have trimmed this a bit yeah. and you could have had a villa bit at the beginning. You really could have, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, throughout this episode, there are 
moments you reach and you go oh that's bad oh that's bad so we've we, yeah. we've got all the space pirates we've got these clients we've got piri and now we've got the crab oh uh, um, now this this yeah this is this is one of those moments that they don't come along that often where all the planets align and you get a scene of such monumental incompetence that it's just it's you almost want to get up and applaud <laughs> i mean to anyone that's not seen the scene it is it's stupid so so sulin who we know or we at least we're told is a very competent fighter with good instincts so she she's looking around and she's oh i'm gonna have to think about this best place to think i'll sit down yes and then actually sitting on a crate no i do my best thinking sat on the floor so she sits mm-hmm. on the floor actually i do my best thinking by reaching my hand out at an unusual angle that can't be comfy behind me it's i mean i cannot believe that professional people made this 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 is this is where you 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 have to assume no rehearsal was done with this they've turned up on the set it's not been what they thought they've had to make this scene up on the fly and they had three minutes on one take before the uh, lights went off at 10. This is all that can explain this. I hope that's the reason, because otherwise, I mean, it, you, you're right. It's it, like Gordon Bennett. It's a level of incompetence on the program makers and a, a level of disrespect for the character. It's it's so weird. But it's not just that. It's that crab. That crab. Yeah. I mean... The nearest thing that I can think about, the the, the 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 nearest thing I can think to this crab and this effect of having to do it is Boris the Spider and the spiders in Planet of the Spiders. You well, know. I, I think there's a there's a closer one. I don't know if you remember it. Um, Full Circle. There's oh, I a, haven't watched a, that for a very a long time. So there's, there's a scene where Romana is uh, menaced by uh, a marsh spider. And it's very similar to this in that it's uh, an obvious wind up toy or being pulled along yeah it it's it's several and i i I, th- I was going to go and check and see if whether it was the same model right. i thought it's about the same time and it we're sort of we're not at a million least, miles away at least i mean that was mid-70s planet of the spiders wasn't it at least yeah boris the spider that was the hero one it was some sort of clockwork one with some meccano inside to make the legs move a bit this crab's legs don't move at all he's being pulled along on a bit of wire he's an old paper mache crab (laughs) being pulled along on a bit of fishing line yeah it's uh it's shocking it's shocking and she goes of course and stands up and the crab sort of like rears back for absolutely no reason (laughs) Um, but as bad as that crab is, we're going to be talking about the crab again towards the end of the show, and what the crab actually can turn into is even more odd. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and the other thing I was thinking about this is that her plan that the three of them are going to be, you know, killed by crab, that they're going to stand still long enough that this crab yeah. comes along. Well, perhaps know? that's perhaps that's cancer's gimmick, isn't it? Is his net, you know, her name's Cancer. She's got a crab on her ship. She kills people with the crab. Hmm. But surely, Nebrock's got that red rash on his hand. So surely she would have had the crab and thrown it at him. Yeah. Rather than or, have it or, tottering along on the floor. Or perhaps she, she did, like, uh, I, t- I got something for you, Nebrox. 
close your eyes and hold out your hand. Or Nebrox was having place... to think about something, and Nebrox sat yeah. on the floor with his arm at a strange angle as well. Well, that yeah, that is common behaviour, I think. Um, In season four, it seems yeah. to be, yes, yes. Yeah, seems um, to be. We haven't mentioned that Avon has been knocked out at this point by someone unseen. Um, and we um, we soon find out that he's been strapped to a table. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot to say, Sulin uh, goes and gets Tarrant. Uh, they go to the hold, it's empty, and they realise that Sulin no longer has her key. Um, so, yeah, Avon's on this table. He comes round, and um, Cancer is sat next to him, and quite dead. And Piri is in this new outfit with a new look. Again, yeah, as awful as the first one, this one is just as bad. Yeah, this this is someone's idea of what a uh, uh, an evil, powerful woman would wear, isn't it? This, this is, is their version of a dominatrix yeah. type yet thing. Yeah, but she's an assassin. Surely, yeah. uh, if you're an assassin, you've got to creep up on somebody. You know, does she always assume this Piri persona? And then kill people, or what? And is this what she wears in her spare time? Or when she goes to see her clients? I don't know. But the question I've got is, when and where did she have the time to change outfit and do her hair and do her makeup? Well, we, she might have a space hairdryer, something space like that. Hair dryer. that space hairdryer. That definitely hasn't been mentioned yet in the show. No. We do Actually, see a hairdryer in Star, say, Star One. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a ship? Yeah. We see um, two of them stuck together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that always annoys me with things like this, where they're doing a, um, this person is not who they appear to be, when we and the cast have never met them before, why didn't she just wear that to start with? Yeah. What? It, it, it's again, not like they would have gone, oh, it's cancer, because cancer always wears black. <laughs> again, we're thinking, and, and we're not meant to be thinking here. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she says that she is cancer, and we have the dramatic to music to drive that point home as well. You're quite right. He's completely dead. I killed him. Pity, in a way. He was a fairly impressive specimen. You killed cancer. Oh, Avon. And you were supposed to be the clever one. I am cancer. And we find out that the first cancer, the one that we like, was the actor, the one of these yeah. wandering... <laughs> we knew that. He was the actor amongst this pair. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she's she's now got this new role. She's got this new character who... She's just insufferable in this smug yeah. mode. If If I thought she was truly dire as an actor, as Piri... For me, she's even worse as cancer. Because yeah. again, oh. it's the, it's so cliched. Yeah, it drama school first play. I mean, it, it, if she had a moustache, she'd have twirled, twirled it. Wouldn't it she? Wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she could have twirled her top knot. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, now the the plan she says was for Piri to be taken back to Zenon Base, where she'd pick them off one by one. 
presumably with the crab. <laughs> She's just going around giving people giving the them crabs. crabs. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> just perhaps, perhaps there's an underlying metaphor here we're missing. I don't know. It's uh, it might be a, a stinging indictment about the state of oh, the very NHS good stinging. in the yeah, right. yeah in the uh, early eighties, or it could just be a crap episode. Well, I think it's other, the latter. Otherwise, um, good sci-fi series. Yeah. We hear from Serverland. She's in full-on gloat mode as she's been listening in, and it turns out she's been controlling Cancer's ship, and that's how come you know the life support could be turned off when Piri was with them all that time. And here we go. The crab creature transmutes into a brooch. And she says, oh, I, I'm surprised at you, Avon. It's been staring you in the face all this time. Cancer, the sign of the crab. Now, don't, the brooch doesn't look anything like a crab. No. But then, to be fair, the crab don't look like a crab. That's true. What is yeah. it? Well, is this an, a, an alien? Is this a creature? Is it a robot? What? Uh, how can you have a, a, a something turns into a brooch and back again... How does it do it? How do you get the thing to do it? Again, I'm thinking... and Space I really should magic. Be Space magic. All right. She yeah. puts the brooch on Avon, which turns into the crab. Why didn't she just have it as a crab and put it on yeah. Avon? You know? Um, but, yeah, it turns back into the crab, which unrealistically scuttles up towards his face. Um, Suling comes in and scoops it across to Cancer, which uh, stings her. And she can't even act while she's dying. That is awful. Her her death throes are awful. And even when she stops, when she mercifully stops, she she looks she she can't act still. If no. you know what Perhaps I mean. we should have a different uh, a different rating system for the worst death. Is this worse than Dorian's? It's, oh, it's, oh, it's on par. Difficult. It's on yeah. par. It, it's exactly that level. I I, yeah. I know what you're saying. No, I, I think they're both as bad as one another. That would be a terrible loop to splice these two together and watch them over yeah. and over again. That would be a good torture, actually. Yeah. It would, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tarrant shoots the crab, and we've got a very uh, out-of-character Avon line. It's a Roger Moore-era James Bond, you know, your friend is feeling the pinch. Oh, dear. Yeah. It's not, it's not Avon at all, is it? No. No. The, I they mean, call... a, a, yeah, the real Avon, in this whole episode, the real Avon wouldn't have had a problem with this entire thing because he would have shot uh, the fake cancer in the kneecaps so that he couldn't cause any trouble. Mm. He, he would have gone back to the scrub. It's, it's this, uh, like I say, um, manufactured drama by having people do what they don't normally do. The real yeah. Avon wouldn't have entertained Piri at all. The real no. Avon would have had her locked in the hold, you know, and he would have be done one of, of his. Yeah, he would have done one of his classics. Uh, classic, don't be stupid, and yeah. like, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they call Scorpio to come pick them up, and it becomes a race to see if Servalan or Scorpio gets to the ship first. Terrible video effects as this thing yeah. goes on and on and on. Again, the pacing is really bad in this in this story. Who directed this one? Do you know? I don't know. I should have made a note. I only made a note of the writer. Yeah. Um, Cancer's ship is blown up, but they've already teleported. Um, and the story yet again finishes on a laugh oh, with yeah. uh, sweet things have a tendency to make you feel sick. Not as sick as watching Piri's acting, though, for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, oh, 
well, we we got we got through it, Ian. We got yeah. to the end of it. I think is this. Do you think this is the worst? The what? The worst episode ever. The wor- yeah, the worst that we will be covering. I don't know. It's going to be interesting when we get to some mm. of the others. Um, I, yeah, I remember the episode. Is it Warlord? That's a bad season for Warlord's episode. a bad one. Yeah. Sarcophagus is a bad one. Oh no! Yeah, anything uh, botanically based. Yeah, gonna... sand is a bad one. Yeah, volcano oh, is oh. a bad one. <laughs> we'll, have we a... bear, we'll have to bear. We'll have to bear. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll bear this in mind. If 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 we we won't give it a rating. We're not effectively speaking. But if we no. if we bear in mind our thoughts on this episode, then what we'll do is. Uh, we'll call it an assassin rating. Every time we get to one yeah. of the duff ones, is it better or worse than assassin? All right. Yeah, I suppose if we do get to other bad episodes, we can perhaps that would be a little consolation. We can go. Uh, it's not as bad as assassin. <laughs> all right. I, actually, okay. I might remember that when I'm having root canal surgery. <laughs> as they're drilling what? away, I'll be thinking, hmm, it's not as bad I as assassin. I could be watching assassin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. So, uh, behind the scenes, Fake Cancer was played by John Wyman, um, an actor I only know from this. Uh, yeah, I didn't as I, said, I thought he, he might have been a, a big impact on me. He does look like a model, doesn't yeah. he? I mean, he's, he did. He's got a great chin line, and he's got yeah, a great jaw. He's, he's, yeah, he, yeah, and he's done a bunch of films, um, but not too many in uh, the science fiction or fantasy uh, uh, genre. Um, aside from his tallies, the only other information I've got on him was that he played the mighty Ajax in a series of Ajax commercials. Really? Do you remember Ajax? I do remember Ajax. Scouring it was up there with Alabama. Vim, wasn't it? You had Vim yeah. and Ajax. But yeah, apparently in the 70s, he played the mighty Ajax yeah. in a series of commercials. The character would appear in a dirty kitchen and with a powerful slash of his arm, he cleaned it to a sparkle. And I thought, oh, that will be a nice thing to put up on the uh, on on the Facebook page. Um, you know, this uh, this advert with the guy in it. And yeah. I've looked it, at it, and believe it or not, people do put up Ajax adverts on YouTube. Um, I can't find a, him in any oh, of them. Okay, he could, but he could have been like the Green Cross Code man of his time. He? he could have, yes. But I, you'll you'll appreciate this. Um, I did stumble across an Ajax advert featuring uh, Virginia Hay. Uh, the oh, warrior wow. woman from Mad Max 2. Yes, she did an Ajax advert. I never knew that. A, an Australian Ajax advert? or I think it is, here? yes. It, it's her and a bunch of, uh, I think, about four other beautiful women extolling right. the virtues of Ajax. Yeah, so... good stuff, Ajax. Is it true, you're, you're, uh, uh, you'll probably know this, is it true that the, the spaceship in Flash Gordon was called Ajax as a... Uh, a in joke because it's taken on Flash and they were the big rivals at the time. I've heard that several times, but I don't know how it, true I've, it is. I've never heard that, mm. but I'd, I'd love it to be true. Yeah, um, sounds brilliant. I, I'm going to be talking to Martin Bauer later in the year. Yeah, we're going to do on effectively speaking, um, you know, his model work on yeah. Flash Gordon, and of course he made. The, the 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 warship Ajax. Yeah. So uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> isn't, isn't it weird that we're, we've happily uh, enjoying talking about Ajax, which no one else, <laughs> I doubt, it's like going to cross the Atlantic well, uh, rather than this episode. What other podcast discusses Ajax, yeah. Vim, and Flash? Eh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tallies then. This uh, John Wyman, as I say, he hasn't done an awful lot, mm-hmm. and certainly not in 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 our genre. He's got a genre tally of six. All right. Um, Doomwatch. 
It's amazing how many um, of these co-stars appeared in Doomwatch. Yeah, um, I think it's probably the directors, isn't it? It's, it's the same sort of directors that did Doomwatch, Blake 7, Doctor Who. So they tended to like have a repertoire of actors yeah, that they would pull yeah. on. We're talking about a rather poor, you know, production values and costumes and stuff. Uh, his next one, he was kind of used to it because in the next one, he was in Star Maidens. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, uh, as a character called Hercule. Yeah. Um, what we were talking about, the um, um, the space pirates and the clients, a um, bit of a connection for his next role. He was in Arabian Adventure ah. uh, as a character called Balul. And um, he was in For Your Eyes Only, where he played a bloke by the name of Eric Kriegler. So I'm guessing he was playing a German. Yeah. See, there's a, there's a character called Eric. You said there wasn't many. This is true. And we've got yeah. one. Uh, next thing was this uh, show. The next thing um, he did, and the last thing he did, um, was Firestar First Contact, which is a UFO abduction Ooh. film from the 90s. Okay. Oh. Um, now, it's a bit odd, this. I think this is the very first time on this show that we don't have a Who tally, okay? We don't actually have one because he hasn't been in Doctor Who. Instead, we've got a Bond tally, all right? He's got a Bond yeah. tally of one for, for, for your eyes only. Yeah, fair, fair dude. Weirdly, and you just said for your eyes only, and my eyes went to my bookcase, and there's a for your eyes only annual that I just looked at. <laughs> he might be in it. He, to, actually, yeah, I'll have a look in there, actually. Yeah. Because if he was like a villain, he might, he might have a photo yeah. in it. All right, that's it then. That, uh, thankfully, is it over. Um, so thanks for your time, Ian. It, I, it was, I won't say it was a chore. I was going to say it was a chore. It wasn't a chore because I, I do like myself a, a so bad it's good uh, film to watch. Mm. But it was definitely after... I, I, know, I know we pick apart these programs but up to this like you say other than a couple of the mutant uh, mutoid ones they've all been thoroughly enjoyable good episodes yeah. and this yeah. it's even rescue which i know is 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 a lower quality but at least i i would happily show rescue to someone that wasn't into blake seven as a you know this is blake seven i wouldn't show no. this to anyone i'd no. be too embarrassed it's just it's it's trite rubbish Mm, that's a good capsule comment. Yeah. All right. Well, for anybody that might still be listening and haven't turned yes. off or even bothered, th 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 this might have an audience of zero because everyone goes, oh, it's Assassin. No. Um, if, if you yeah. are out there, join us next time. We've got another one of our specials, this time looking not at a character, but the concept of space travel in the Blake 7 universe. So uh, mm. join us next time while when me and Ian have a ponder over that. This th th this episode would have worked a bit better if you had a better actor, you know, yep. in the role of Piri. If the costume design was better, right? Maybe if they if they had been a bit better, you might have forgiven some of the other things, or maybe well, you might have focused on the yeah, other things on because the other things. we're focusing on the really rubbish bits, and yeah. the really rubbish bits are so rubbish that the other bits you kind of forgive because they're not as yeah. bad as those. If they exactly, were better, yeah. I wish I'd said this during the show. Yeah. <laughs> I could edit it I mean, back in. Are you still recording? You can just... Yeah, I'm still recording. Maybe oh, I can put it go. back in. You can in. edit in. Do a, do a oh. postscript. <laughs>